some of my best work. I'm music and culture journalist Jane Rocker. In this episode, Katie Steele, who you might know from her band Little Birdie, she's chosen the song Brother from Little Birdie's third album, Confetti, which features Paul Kelly on the harp. It was released in 2009 and she counts it as some of her best work. Brother is a deeply personal song. It's vulnerable and tells a story of her brother Luke Steele, who you might remember from The Sleepy Jackson and Empire of the Sun, and their father, blues musician Rick Steele. It starts with the lyrics, My brother, he taught me how to fly. My papa, he taught me how to cry. Little Birdie weren't aware at the time, but this third album, Confetti, would be their last. Katie's new album, Human, is almost ready for release. She's describing it as her summer pop album. You can find Katie Steele on Spotify, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and via her website, katiesteele.com. Here's Katie talking about her song, Brother, for some of my best work. Tell us why you consider it some of your best. I guess I consider it to be my most vulnerable, one of my most vulnerable songs um, that I've ever written. And I guess it was kind of a surprise song as well, which, you know, the kind of the way it came about was um, we were kind of workshopping songs for the record at that time, which was Confetti, which was our third record. And I remember, I think it was Barney or one of the band members was like, oh, you know, do you have any other songs? And and I remember I was like, oh, yeah, I've got this kind of sketch, this idea. And I remember just being super kind of insecure about playing it because it was just so simple. And it was, you know, quite personal. Like it's obviously quite a personal song. And, yeah, and I remember just the reaction straight away. It was like, man, this is amazing. And it kind of just like happened like that day. Um, and I kind of really – you know, contribute the fact that that song even happened, you know, was because of the band really, um, their kind of reaction. I, c- I kind of wonder if it even would have seen the light of day if I hadn't kind of, you know, it was just like a moment in time really that that made it appear, I guess, um, that makes sense. So then give us some context of, of where you wrote the song and when you speak of it as being you at your most brutally honest and vulnerable what got you to that point? What was happening for that to be happening? Well, I guess, you know, I've had a pretty interesting relationship with my dad my whole life. Um, he's he's a blues singer um, and, you know, I guess he's been not the best father in the world, um, <laughs> to be completely honest, kind of in and out, I guess, um, emotionally. Um, and, you know, I guess my brother, Luke, at the time and, and still at this moment now is still you know, kind of, I guess, a real inspiration to me um, musically and 
just in terms of creatively, he's just kind of the kind of guy that just never doubts himself with anything, really. He just kind of takes to things like a duck to water. And music, I guess, is the one thing that we've both kind of fallen into. Yeah, I guess it's hard to write about things like that, to be so blunt about, you know, your feelings. But And it is still hard playing that song sometimes because um, it's, <laughs> it's just so, so blunt. But I do kind of feel like I felt a bit of a kind of cleansing. I felt kind of cleansed after I had written it and it was out there and and I don't know, it was kind of funny. Like we always just we kind of gave that song away as like a free a free track or like a free download or something like for to kind of get, you know, for the start of the record. It was never an official single. Triple J just played it like 10 times a day for like 3 months or something. It was kind of it just got absolutely slammed on the radio, which was again really surprising. <laughs> So, Katie, just tell me, though, in terms of Paul Kelly's involvement appearing on that track, so the song was obviously written, but then when it came to the recording, how did he become involved in that? Um, again, that was uh, Matt, Matty Checker, who, who's the drummer in Little Birdie. That that was his idea. He kind of said, oh, you know, why don't we ask Paul? And I was just like, whoa, I was like, no way, like, we can't do that. Like, <laughs> he's like, he's a legend. Like, I love Paul because I... I had been touring with him before I wrote all of these songs and he'd asked me to open solo for him. And so a lot of the confetti songs I'd written in preparation for that tour, I wanted to be able to play a whole bunch of songs just on acoustic and make them sound like, you know, really good songs. And that was the whole, it was like, okay, I'm not going to worry about any other distractions. It has to sound good, you know, like it has to be a great song. And so that was one of the songs, you know, that had he had kind of inspired that kind of that record in that way. And so Maddie just kind of, you know, flippantly said, "Oh, why don't we ask Paul Kelly?" And and then I think um, our management reached out or a label or something. And before before we know it, he said yes. And and then he came into the studio and had to buy a special um, harmonica in E flat. <laughs> yeah. So tell us which studio you're in. I mean, for those listening to this, give us a context of a year and and how long it took. Was it a couple of takes? Did it feel, as you say, it's a very brutally honest song that takes you to some pretty, well, I guess dark but really tender moments in, in your life. Is it that they come back in the studio when you're making that? Is it is it easy to disconnect the more you're in there dealing with the song or are you ever aware of, of what the song's about, even in the recording of it? Yeah, so we were recording this record at Sing Sing Studios in Melbourne because we were all living over in Melbourne at the time and this was the first record that we decided to produce by ourselves. We had an engineer, Steve Schramm. So basically with this song, you know, this one was all about, you know, the vibe of getting, you know, the guitar, basically just getting a really great take of me kind of in the zone. And so I kind of a way I like to do it is I like to do you know, about three takes in a row and then you just kind of go back and because by the third one you kind of, you know, you've done it a few times and you kind of just warmed up and you're totally in the zone by then. So I think it was the third take that we used and it was just a, just a live, that was a live take, so no overdubs. Yeah, you can hear that it just, you know, the timing kind of goes in and out but it's just, you know, it just moves in a really natural kind of natural way. And when we did the guitars, it was cool, it was like, I think there was four of us sitting around on on like 
you know, stools and we all kind of had uh, different tunings. So when those guitars come in, I think there's about four different acoustics that come in on that chorus section. That was really fun to do that. We were kind of all looking at each other and just <laughs> vibing out. But it was actually one of the easier songs to record, really, because there's not much to it. And then Paul Kelly came in, um, you know, like a week later or something, and he did the harp and um, just sang on there. And it was, you know, quite a quick process, really, compared to some of the other songs on the record. As you say, you're touching on that connection to your brother, to your father. Where where are you at with all that now? I know you and Luke obviously might still be quite close as musos. What are you happy to say about where you're at with your dad? You know, it's just like anybody else out there. I think like with parents, they're they're a different generation um, as well and there's certain – you know, it's, it's a different time now. You know, we we talk about our feelings like still not enough, I don't think, like depression and anxiety and any kind of mental, you know, illnesses are not really talked about, like not nearly enough, and we all know that. But, yeah, I think there's just underlying, you know, issues that, that you know, my, my dad has. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's like the music industry is like the hardest industry ever. It's kind of crazy that both of his kids have gone on to kind of achieve you know a lot and from the talent that he's kind of given given us I guess like his genes is how we have been able to go on and do that and he's done a lot in his life but you know he he didn't really achieve as much as like say my brother Luke has you know worldwide internationally and even myself within Australia so you know it's uh (laughs) that's an interesting kind of thing as well you know it's um would you say that as you've gotten older, you look back at that song differently now with, with more experience from being a parent yourself? Yeah, to be honest, like I'm so focused on my new music that I don't really go back and, and like, you know, listen. I mean, obviously I play it live occasionally because people seem to really like that song and I'm I'm really proud of it, but it's it's like... You know, I'm sure you, it's the same with, with your work. You're just kind of always looking to the next thing. Um, and I'm I'm proud of what, like, I'm proud that I think it actually got me through some, some healing um, within my family, family life. But, yeah, I kind of just, I'm happy, I'm just, like, super pumped to, to move on to the next thing, you know. And, like, like, like you're saying, like, your, your perspective changes, um, you know, once you get older and, do you write and keep notes? How did you come up with the lyrics for that? Was it something that came easy to you? Yeah, um, I'm I'm kind of one of those writers where it just kind of appears. Um, I think I remember hearing something about Neil Finn saying a similar thing where it's it's kind of like this strange feeling where it just almost appears in front of you. You're just kind of playing and then it just kind of – I like to say that it just falls out and that is – from what I can remember what happened and what normally happens with, with songs that that come easily. Um, and I think I must have kept some kind of notebook or something back then. But, um, yeah, I used the, the voice memos in on the phone, like, a lot just to remember um, little sketches and, and usually just kind of come back to things. And, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of like painting, really, I, f- I find, like – I'll kind of have little sections that I have from one song that might not work any any longer and you kind of put it together with another section and 
Yeah, it's yeah, it's just like a a process, I guess. And and that song was just one of the really natural ones that just just fell out. And and like I said, I just played it to the the other band members, and I didn't think it was any good at all. So <laughs> thanks t- to them for giving me the confidence to pursue it. I mean, it's all about what you're doing creatively with music now, but how that song has perhaps influenced or what you take from getting to that moment with Brother and what has come forward with you since. Yeah, I guess um I guess that made me realize that simplicity is is really important if the like the lyrical content and the melody is strong. It's you know, that's I guess how I've always done it because I don't actually have the you know, I'm not a, a trained musician, like I'm self-taught, so I am actually everything is simple. <laughs> I think, you know, it's just taught me to I don't know, I guess I guess sitting here chatting to you now makes me realize that I do miss having having, you know, a band to have people to bounce off. Like it has been a challenge being like a solo musician now, you know, when you you don't really have that that sounding board um that that can get kind of hard sometimes cuz you just kind of go around in circles. So I guess um that is definitely something that I do miss. Um but luckily now I have um a creative partner that I'm working with now and that's going really well. So yeah, it's um it's important to respect I guess uh that part of my life that you know the the band was was definitely a band and it was um a unit, you know, they were really important in in all of those records. And Katie, that was your last album as a band, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did you know that it was going to be your last album? Is there anything you can say there about where you were all at as a band? I kind of feel like we kind of gave that record everything. Um, we were super proud of it. Like we just put so much, so much of ourselves into it. You know, I'd been in the band since I was 19 or even 18. I think 19 was when I, you know, we did our first like overseas showcases. So, you know, I'd just kind of left school and this this was all I'd I'd known. And the guys were you know, a bit older than me. Yeah, I think everyone just kind of, you know, wanted to do their own thing. And no, we didn't really know that it was going to be the last record, but it just kind of turned out that way. And yeah, yeah, I think that I definitely gained a lot of confidence after that record. And and um, yeah, I had so many kind of grandiose plans, you know, it was that that was the hard thing i guess um after the band it was like man which direction do i go in i've got like so many <laughs> so many ideas and um you know i just ended up getting overwhelmed i made like four four records over in america and none of them have been released because they were all completely different <laughs> um yeah so it's uh yeah it's a it's a challenging thing really um kind of knowing which direction to go and applying yourself. And so how did you get to knowing where you wanted to go and particularly connecting that to where you're at as an artist today? Well, I guess I just had to go full circle to realise that the one thing that I am good at is writing kind of emotive songs and 
simple songs and songs that are just from the heart and that's the epitome of what brother is really it's just you know it has it, it connected with people because of its vulnerability and and so that's really what I'm trying to tap into at the moment with with the new stuff and and also just I don't know I just want to have fun again with music you know just kind of go down all those paths and 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 know that like okay that's just one song like you're going to write you're going to write another one after that and I kind of feel pretty confident that you know, like my best work hasn't even happened yet. Like, and you have to believe that. You have to want to just get better. Can I ask you though, just even reflecting on where you were when you made Confetti and all the opportunities that came with that. I mean, you, you pre it, you had opened with, uh, for REM. After it, there was the Richard Ashcroft tour. There were some pretty magic moments in your career for someone so young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the REM tour with Bright Eyes was was um, definitely a highlight. We just got back from Japan. We were over there, and we got back, and we did like a big, big stadium tour. Like you know, we were opening. I think we only played like four songs or something, <laughs> something ridiculous, but it was still, still awesome. Um, yeah, and I think doing the big day out tours. Like I think we did two or three of those tours, and. Yeah, we've done we did some really cool stuff. It's it's a different world now though. That's the other thing. Sometimes it's hard to kind of navigate what where the industry is heading and especially with everything happening right now in the world. It is challenging mentally as well as well as professionally to kind of know you know, again, like what kind of song to release. It's hard to know if people want to escape or if they want to kind of embrace it like what's happening <laughs> it's just yeah, it's a it's a crazy time and it's hard for us to plan anything as as musicians it's kind of pointless really so it's interesting to hear you say that because it's absolutely right do we as listeners want music that is escapist or do we want to know that the artists that we love are also feeling the same things that we feel yeah exactly because i i'm kind of tossing up you know i've got my new album is is nearly ready and it's like, well, I've got, you know, kind of escapism pop on there. It's like, you know, summer, summer pop. And I'm like, well, are people going to want to feel that like right now or do they want to embrace what is happening right now, which is actually like pretty, pretty hardcore, man. Like, there's a lot of, a lot of sadness out there, a lot of anxiety, a lot of there's a lot going on out there, man, and yeah, it's um. What's kept you sort of feeling grounded, or or have there been moments where? Well, yeah, I've got like a toddler riding around, so I'm kind of busy a lot of the time. And then, you know, in WA, we've been we we've only been locked down a few times. So, and because I work from home in the studio, it's kind of, you know, I've, I've kind of I've been you know, haven't been severely affected. Like I didn't have any massive tours cancelled. Like I've been really lucky compared to some other some other people out there, other businesses, other artists. So I've been I've been lucky, but I'm still feeling it mentally. Um I'm still feeling like I don't know if I want to release music right now just because I can't I can't tour it. I don't know when I can tour. Half the country is shut down right now. It's yeah, it's um it's kind of yeah, overwhelming sometimes. Some of your best work means that, well, it's not definitive. There could be some of your best work yet to come. How do you always strive to be better? What needs to be in place for you as a songwriter? I'd say for me, like like melody is 
like for me is my ultimate kind of goal. You know, I was brought up on like like Burt Bacharach and Kate Bush and you know Aretha, and these are just the the first artists that really kind of blew my mind. Like when I was in that peak, like that seventeen year old peak, where it was like, wow, I love music. They they were the kind of artists that I was just like obsessed with. Yeah, and and then I realized as I started writing that I was just like, man, I just love melody. Like it's all about the melody for me. And yeah, that's that's still what what drives me today. Thank you so much. It was so good to talk to you and thank you for taking us on a journey with brother. Oh, awesome. Thanks, Jane. Yeah, it was awesome to chat to you too. Katie Steele on writing and recording the song Brother from Little Birdie's last album Confetti released in 2009. Check out Katie's solo work and Little Birdie on Spotify. I'm your host, Jane Rocker. Get me on Twitter at jbirdrocker or on Instagram at janerocker underscore. Plenty of great guests ahead. We have Cram from Spiderbait, Vicar and Linda Bull, DZ Deathrays and many more to come. Thanks for listening. Thank you.